All right, everybody, welcome back to the Davis Fitness Method podcast. I'm your host, Stephen Davis, and with me today is my man, Isaac. Isaac is a serial entrepreneur. He's an all-around health nut and just an inspiring guy to be around. So for those of you that don't know Isaac, Isaac, could you tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, absolutely, brother. First of all, thanks for having me here. For those of you guys that don't see the spot, it is a fresh podcast. I mean, the whole gym is just next level over here. Uh, but basically people know me because of where I started, which is literally almost, uh, living on the streets and then working for some of the top names like Grant Cardone, working side by side, Wes Watson, and then owning multiple businesses. And today helping men and women really become their best self. So let's fucking run it. Dude, let's start just from the ground up there where you're helping people become their best self. Are there like some foundational principles that you kind of focus on or, how are you going about approaching that? You know, I have a f- five non-negotiables, which are super fucking basic, uh, which are waking up at 4.30, hitting your macros, working out every day to earn PMA, positive mental attitude, high frequency, uh, reading uh, with the intent to distribute, because you got to give back. You don't do shit for yourself. You do it for others. And then uh, staying sober. Mm. Those are the five non-negotiables that I put everybody in the wolf pack, which is the name of my program, on. And they got to live by it. How how do most people respond when they're hit with those five? Like, does it make them... I'll tell you what. Most of the people that, that join, usually they find me on Instagram. Mm. I post a lot. Mm-hmm. And I literally post my day from 4 a.m. every single day, seven days a week, all the way till the time I go to sleep. So they've already seen what I live through and what I teach. So by the time we talk on Instagram, they're like, oh, shit, I'm ready to go. Mm. Is it hard? Yeah. Are they actually ready? It, well, inside them, inside them, they're ready. Right. They have at least the motivation to be ready. Exactly. They right. wouldn't get on a call with somebody like me unless we were congruent or vibrating in the same place. Mm. Do you think some people, just from watching you, kind of pick up some of those habits first? Yeah, 100%. I really believe in leading with uh, example. I have people sometimes, they shoot me a message like, Isaac, just to let you know, I know I'm not on the wolf pack yet, but I've been doing 100 burpees a day. I've been waking up at four. I saw who and how how hard you used to party, how much drugs you used to do, and now I'm sober because you are. So, yeah, absolutely. Okay. And because I'm, like, I'm, I'm kind of a, when it comes to behavior change, like I'm a big fan of kind of layering on habits over time because we know just scientifically, like given the research and whether or not you're an outlier, maybe you find out you're a special person, you can take on 10 new habits at a, at one time. I'd say by and large, what we find is that most people, once we add a third habit, like from one to two, it goes down exponentially, like 30%, like okay. success rate. And then once you add a third habit, it like jumps off a cliff. So hmm. it's like, that's why I ask like for a lot of people, like if they came in and you're like five, here are the five things. That's why I also asked if they're already doing some before they get to you. Let me ask you this, brother. If you go right now to Thailand and the laws are completely different. Now you have to drive on this or England. You have to drive on this side of the road. You have to talk that language. You are allowed or you're not allowed to smoke and do this mm. and do that. Does it take a lot of time or do you just follow the laws? Mm. Um, I think you'd have to learn them, right? Like, really? you, you would stop doing certain things right right away. Exactly. Right. 
because uh, you'll go to prison or <laughs> whatever or whatever. But um, yeah. Um, but the thing is, is like, yeah, I guess it's like if you are making it a hard and fast rule for yourself or a law that it's like, I can't break this rule. It, and that's what it is. Yeah, yeah. I give it to them like it's a non-negotiable. Mm. Do you think that do you uh, do you think that most people really acknowledge things as truly non-negotiable, I, or do you think it's the rule? Like, do you think it's the the structure of the wolf pack that makes that so? That one and that one. Okay. So I think maybe at the beginning it's not really a non-negotiable for them, but because they enter an environment where people live like that, okay, they kind of have to kind of. But I think I would say that there are some there are some differences between like all right, let's say. Learning a new language. I could go to Thailand. I have to learn a new language. I don't think I'm picking that up in a day. But if, if Thailand told you as of today you can't eat fish or some shit, yeah, yeah. would you have to like no, try no, hard? No, 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 no. But if, it, I didn't know how to, if I didn't know how to cook, I'd have to buy, you know, I'd do something else, right? So there, there are certain, yeah, I, th- I could see how certain things would be like, boom, like that for sure. Dude, you'd be surprised how powerful men are. Okay. So... I, I just so, I mean, we know each other from the gym. Yeah, yeah. But just quick background. I hit myself with all these things. So I know it can be done. I went from doing a ton of cocaine <laughs> <laughs> and tons of liquor, popping champagne bottles, the bottles. I got to a point where, like, I'd work six months out of the year because I'd always be flying to different festivals or flying in different girls. Mm. Like, Like, literally, like, the, the Wolf of Wall Street life, that life. And literally overnight, because that's the decision I made in October, it was, I'm done. Mm. And here's a list of all the things I'm going to do. It was a, basically the five plus some, plus all the places I'm not going to go, and exactly what I'm going to live by for the next 12 months. Mm. Overnight, it happened, because mm. I decided. And then I said, let me teach it to one person. They, they did it, no problem. Okay. And another. And we are so fucking uh, trained to believe we're limited human beings. Dog, we're fucking spiritual beings, dog. We have no limit. Mm. We don't. And when you give uh, another human the permission to be unlimited, you'll be fucking surprised. They just mm. do shit. Mm. It's incredible. So, yeah, I do believe. Maybe do you think, do you, okay, do you think that, um, that because, like, maybe, like, certain people are like, oh, like, I think some people aren't ready to maybe unlock that version of themselves. That's cool. When, when, can they baby step their way to that or do they have to make a decision and then be there? Well, I'm sure they can baby step, you know what I mean? Okay. But I also know, baby step. (laughs) (laughs) That makes me kind of cringe right now. (laughs) Cause like, what does that mean? Fine. I'm not going to drink, but I'll keep doing cocaine. Like, fine, I'm going to start working out, but I'm not going to diet. Like, Those five non-negotiables being like, okay, these are probably the most, you feel they're the most imperative things. You know, I'm a big stoic, so I believe in controlling the controllables. Right. If you can control what you eat and what you don't eat, what time you wake up, what time you fall asleep, yep. what you consume mind-wise, yep. you, and really having complete, you can control everything else. Yeah. So I think my thing with what you're saying yep. is that um, being told that you can and can't do this thing, that thing, it makes it very clear what you need to be doing, right? Right. And I think that a lot of times, so, and you've been on the internet. Right. 
likely seen that there are it tends to be polarizing. This person says this, this person says Bro. that, which one's right? Which thing do I do? Which Dude, thing do I not yeah. do? Which like, is it okay for me to eat chicken or is it not like there's that's pescatarian fuck right. this, that. So it's all over the place. And so for some, for some people, it's even just a matter of like, they just don't know. And so like, I think given a framework and having coaching, like in, probably the value in coaching right but like that gives you a system to then know okay this is how i'm going to begin to change but like the amount of questions that i get that i'm like oh i thought these were like globally answered questions right because i'm not yeah from from where the coach sits it's like you almost sometimes like if you if you were to disconnect from the ground level which is the people that you're coaching then you would kind of lose the sense that oh these people are actually struggling because there are all of these little things going on that make it that much more challenging for them to flip that switch mm-hmm. for some, like for some. Right. And I right. think that if you're like, okay, when you come into my system, this is exactly what you're going to do. This is exactly what you're going to eat. Blah, blah, blah. I think for some people, um, they'd be like, but damn man, I really liked, I don't know. You're like counting your macros. So it doesn't sound like overly restrictive. I let them eat whatever they right, want. Right. I'm like, I ain't your daddy. Right. Some people, some people like in some systems aren't that way right so they're like you have to eat this and then they're like i don't i don't think i could do it right right. and then you and then you could very well say well there are laws right in that situation and i think that um and it's like you're like well i'm not your dad but also there's like we are spiritual beings and there's this like room to actually envelop the human so I, i would say in some ways i do certainly agree i just i feel that how long for somebody just just willpower alone for some people will that be enough for them to stick to everything and those don't seem like those those don't seem all that crazy and non-negotiable to me but i think like if it was like i have to i have to cook my meals every day and now it's do they really you're not saying you have to you're like you could meal prep you could do or you could you could order meal delivery meal delivery my fitness pal literally as you go through the day so do you get anybody with those sorts of like do they come to you with any of those sorts of issues all the time right all the and time so, and then you, and then day 1 you're like okay well you could do this and then you're kind of like helping them to make adjustments yeah, to make it work exactly like yeah. f- especially when it comes to macros the first week i just have them track what they would eat regularly yeah so if your macros are x fat x carbs x this i'm like track this week regularly eat as you would see where you land and now let's adjust back yep yep yeah easy Right, because I, I want it to last forever. Yeah, the one habit there is is not necessarily hitting your macros; it's tracking, tracking it. It's always isn't and it always then, about that? Right, and then it's hitting them, like it's adjusting them and hitting them. Exactly. So I would say that we're kind like I'm. I'm not. I don't think we're totally f- off base. I don't think so either. But it's like they're. Um, you're just not calling it steps. You're just like you're like this is the thing, and I'm like. It's happening in steps, even though you're like, it's a non-negotiable. I guess you're right. Yeah. I guess you're right. If they were to come, mm, yeah, 100%. Because it like, if you were like, you're not tracking your macros, you're breaking the law. And oh, no, no. I make it clear to them. Yeah. I'm like, I, I make it clear. This is, a, this is a loss. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They still need to do it, right? And right. so and so, what happens if they if they weren't, if they didn't do it? I just hold them accountable. I'm like, you right. fucked up. Yeah. And if I don't, somebody else in the wolf pack does. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's oh, is it like a group? Do they all? Okay. Yeah, so then there's the one-on-one, yeah. and then every week we meet up uh, on Sundays, 12 p.m., on a Zoom call. 
Right. And we all just kind of hold everybody accountable. Right. And now all, like all of your businesses aren't inherently fitness related, but you believe that fitness is such a core tenant that it's important. (sighs) It's everything, bro. It's everything. Before, like I hit the office and I have all the contractors call me and then my, I have two assistants, customers, this, that invoices, dude, it's a lot. Yeah. The best thing you can do in the morning is hit some extreme, extreme exercise. Get all the pain, testosterone up, get into high frequency, and then you can achieve, you know, that. <sighs> I'm ready. Okay. It's key. Do you think, uh, when when you do that, like, what do you think, um, how would you say that that readies you as opposed to, like, l- like if you were to counter it? Like, if you, I, it's probably been a while since you've done it, but. If you were to wake up and just try to start your day, because uh, there's a, do you know, are you are you familiar with Craig Ballantyne? It sounds so familiar. Dog. Okay, uh, Craig Ballantyne's thing is, uh, don't do anything, just get straight to work. I would fucking kill somebody. <laughs> <laughs> That's his you thing. imagine? He's like, you're wasting all this time, blah blah blah. You just need to get straight to work. Straight to work. That sounds like hell to me, bro. <laughs> like, it, it, <laughs> what? <laughs> I'd fucking chop. I'd chop heads. No way. No way. It's just... So what do you think it is for you that makes it, like, that it has to be, I work out first? It's... it's Does it give you the clarity? It's about killing demons. Mm. You wake up with a lot of anger. At least I do. Mm. You know, stress, whatever. Just think about it. You wake up, boom, 7 a.m., fuck, coffee, boom, protein shake, you know? (laughs) Like, just think about a morning. It's fucking insane. Uh, What? Your morning. At my mornings, man. No, it's just, and even if like after I have my coffee and I do my meditation and Mm. everything, meditate before you work out. I sit down and I imagine the process. Don't laugh, (laughs) of closing a deal. Okay, like I literally will chill on my cop with my coffee and I'll just think about a perfect meeting a prospect all the way through getting them on a call to closing them and then servicing them till they win. That's my meditation. I just chill my eyes open, and I really refine that process in my mind. makes me really good at it. Okay, and then you go to the gym. Yeah. I mean, I read, and then I go to the gym. Okay. Do you – how do you – do you have, like, a certain workout program, or do you, like – I create it. Okay. Right? And all uh, all my clients are on my app. They have video, reps, trainerize. Okay, yeah. Cool. They're all on trainerize. Okay. And uh, with your your training – when you're like really re- like hard workout, what is what would you say is like your dream workout? Like when, is there like perfect? Perfect is when you get to flow state. Okay, you know that moment where like that's it. You got through the uncomfort and you got through the pain, and now you just feel like a beast. You what know, point in the workout is that for you? Shit, it could be any time, different time, man. Okay, sometimes it's that first rep and you just hit it so well, you're like, damn. <laughs> I don't think I did that one yet. You know? <laughs> so yeah, yeah, yeah. The first one, yeah. No, so literally. So I, I'll either end or start with burpees. Okay. And then sometimes just knowing that I boom, I'm on the floor, and then I push myself back up. I'm like, dude, I'm, I'm the man. Okay. I'm it. Is there any? Has there ever been a workout where you feel like I don't really feel like doing this every every day? Okay. Or every other day. Okay. Like, fuck, it's annoying, bro. What? Right. <laughs> so, on those days, when you when you start kind of getting into it, you're kind of waking up and all that, is there anything that you do that helps you to get a little bit more into the workout? Mm. Or is it just kind of, like, just keep just seeing keep how, kind of just see, keep seeing how this workout's going to go? Yeah. 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 I just don't stop. Yeah. So, I, I think on days where I feel a little bit slower, 
it's like I'm like, well, I'm uh I'm going through my warm up and then I'm like, well, this probably ain't gonna feel great. And then I start going and I'm like, okay, well let me for me, it's like really focused on like if I'm like, okay, I'm not gonna be piling weight today, it's really focused on refining my technique. Okay. And then from there, like oftentimes I'll get a really good set. I'm like, oh, actually that felt good. And I put more weight on. Boom. Put more on. And then boom. And then it can lead to being the best workout I've had. But like it often comes from the ones that were originally I came in and felt like they were going to be shitty workouts. And granted, there's times where you're like, this is going to be a shitty workout. And it kind of is. Right. But I think it's the optimism that it could not be that leads it to being (laughs) like an actual good workout. Hell yeah. What, um, with, with your, with your clients, do you, do you have a preference between like strength training or aerobic fitness or do you like advocate like yoga or anything like that or? So a lot of people, when they come to my program, it's big, big, big onto mindset Mm because they want that alpha, you know, take over the marketplace, just become a stronger man. Mm. So the first 90 days I get them on very long, a lot of reps, workouts, because I want to mentally break them. Mm. And they do. It's like capacity type Capacity. Work. Like, mm. I want them to get to a point where, like, dude, this is fucked up. This is too long. I ain't doing this. I want to quit. And then I'm like, dude, guys, this, when that little bitch voice comes, that's what's happening to you in the marketplace. Mm. When you're trying to follow up a prospect and they're not answering and you're like, ah, oh, fuck this. That's why you're broke. When you want that girl. You think, you think that the, you think that depending on how they handle their workout is how they'll handle their life. I used to work with a guy named Grant Cardone, and he used to tell us how you do one thing is how you do everything. Okay. So if you're being a little bitch and you're not getting every rep in, you're going to be a little bitch when you're chasing the girl of your dreams, and you're going to be a little bitch when you're chasing the bag. Mm. It's just how it is. So, okay. Um, with with that, if I get, like I guess the thing is, is like, how many situations could it be like, like, oh, you talked yourself out. Like they are, like they're talking, they're legitimately talking themselves out of doing right. the exercise. Does the same things pop up when they're, like, I don't know, like if something just landed in their lap, or is it? It's not. It's not. It's opportunity to opportunity. It's like, are they going to treat all opportunities the same? Because I'm imagining they're not quitting on all their workouts. Right. So and. But- and and so like it's like okay, like but they but they've allowed the muscle of giving up mm. to grow. Mm. That's like they've the strengthened issue. that pathway. They've strengthened that pathway. That's exactly mm. it. And the easiest place to like annihilate these pathways isn't isn't a workout. Mm. It really is. Every time they say I want to give up, every time they say it's too hard or it's too hot or too many reps, if they r- literally go back to, I already made my mind, I'm going to keep my word. And strengthen that muscle. God damn. The things that they could achieve in life is insane. What, how, how many things, how many times do you hear about somebody's workout where they're not willing to, to go all the way through? And do you ever have to correct somebody? Or is it just like it's so instilled in the culture of the Wolfpack that that never happens? Oh, it definitely happens. But, you know, I think it's like every coaching you hear about it? A little less. Okay. A little less. I feel like there's a <laughs> there's a thing in the like wolf I pack. Can't, I can't I can't tell. I can't tell nobody. Yeah. You know, you got twenty year olds that like now they're making twenty grand a month. You got girls that were really fat and now they're very fucking in shape. You got people that were doing a bunch of drugs, now they're on porn. It, it's it's really like a... you ever seen the movie three hundred? 
Mm-hmm. Let's call it the Spartans. Is that what they are? Yep. The Spartans. That's how I'm building that culture. Okay. We're like, it's almost embarrassing for you to fucking fail. Sometimes I wake up late. I'm like, yeah. fuck. Everybody yeah. noticed. You know they used to randomly take a random Spartan and, and attach them to a whipping post and just whip them. No fucking way. Yeah. Just Shit. You're like you today getting whipped. Damn, you didn't they, do anything wrong. They might like it. You, you didn't. <laughs> you didn't do anything wrong, but it's uh, it's time for your whipping, and that was that was to strengthen them. I believe it, man. Right. There's not a Spartan whipping post in you. <laughs> no, <laughs> but I might. Shit, <laughs> you today. <laughs> I definitely want to do a retreat sometime soon. I don't want to take out too many details, but we're gonna rent out a fat fucking villa, have a bunch of guns, a bunch of workouts. Take them to the Coliseum. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but in luxury, right? Yeah, yeah. That dude, that would be cool. Hell yeah. What? Um, how long have you been doing the Wolfpack? A year. Okay. Oh, mm, nine months. Nine months. It 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 literally. What inspired you to start it? It was automatic, bro. I'm like, I'm gonna change my ways, and then I was talking to Wes Watson, who became a friend, and uh, he's like, dude, you got to share this. Mm. Like your story's insane. Like, boom, yep, you've worked with some crazy people. I've even worked with Mystery, the pickup artist. No way. Yeah, dog. No way. Absolutely, man. I messaged him last night. Absolutely. Most most people probably have no idea who Mystery is. But I really? Mean, like, I mean, like, here's the thing. Like, I dude, I, down, <laughs> I think I downloaded his book illegally on, like, LimeWire. Of course, we all did. <laughs> LimeWire. Remember that shit? Back in the day. Back in the day. Yeah. When uh, Backpages was still up. Yeah. <laughs> dude. Uh, but yeah, no, I used to, his show, what was that show the called? The Pickup Artist, yeah. VH1. Yep. Uh, my sister and I would watch that show sometimes. It was Good like. Survive, man. Yeah, dude. So I paid for one of his courses in, uh, in Miami. Okay. And then we became friends. Okay. And then we like, he stayed the week and we just started picking up chicks every single so day. So he's still doing it. He's still doing it. Oh, I wow. think he's married now. Okay. But he's teaching other people. He's teaching other people. Okay. Wow. So I, I, my perspective on that has changed dramatically. Mm. It used to be all about the women, the fast cars, and the fast life. Now I'm like, kids in their 20s should be getting rich, ripped, and rare. Should be really getting toned in. And then when they get to like late 20s and 30s, that's when they should be chasing skirt. Mm. Whereas, you know, at least when you grew up at our age, it was just, oh, I don't know. There wasn't that much information. Mm. So we'd be chasing skirt at all ages. I feel like we can flip it. 20s is to become a man, 30s be the man. Mm. I'm I guess I'm kind of like well, and like granted I've been married for almost 10 years. Next no year 10 years. Dude, congratulations, Thank man. Thank you. See guys, that's the, that's a blessing. Right. That is the one thing I haven't been successful at and I feel like that's a blessing from God, bro. Right. I agree. My um my general perspective, I think, is, like, so for a lot of young people, they, they're, they're doing this developing in search of validation. Mm. And so they're trying to, they have a cloudy mirror in front of them. Okay. And they can't see who they are. No. So instead of cleaning the mirror... And which would be like taking care of myself, trying to like show that I value my own opinion of myself. Right. I ask you who I am. Right. Right. And so I often say, put the reps in on cleaning that mirror. Right. So that there's more clarity on how would, how would a 20 year old do that? Right. So, um, so I think, 
I think in terms of one, it's like vocation, right? Um, a talent, uh, something, um, something to show themselves like, okay, I'm building this skill for myself. And then I think it becomes like, I think you mentioned before, like it's like building character. Right. So I think the thing is putting stock in that. And so for me, it's like, what, like, have you ever heard uh, Matthew McConaughey's, like, yeah. who's your hero? I just let my, my lawyer just sent me that speech. What right. a speech dog. Right. Me five years from now. Me five years yeah. from now. Yep. And like, if you, if, if, if that's truly the thing, right. Well, what, what qualities does that person have? And I think it's putting reps into that, that right. It's not who, who thinks I'm this, who thinks I'm that it's literally that and nothing else. It's like getting clear on that. And at first you don't value that. Right. At first you don't value that. But the thing is, is I really honestly believe like take, like maybe it's like one day. Cause like you, if you ask most of these people to sit down at the table with themselves and have dinner by themselves, they'd be too uncomfortable. Isn't that, that's fucking true. Right. They'd be, right. Too, they'd be too uncomfortable to sit at that table alone. Right. Let alone to like, you know, some of them, maybe they get a little stir crazy and they say something to somebody, but I'm like, just sit at that table alone, enjoy your, your meal alone. Maybe, um, you have, gonna, you have to learn how to do that. It's important. Right. I, but I don't think most people do that. They're like, Always. and I, I don't think most people need to be alone all the time, but I just think that, but you should, if you look at like all the greats, <laughs> even superheroes, there's a point where they fucking leave. Right. To get alone time. Dude, if you watch Dragon Ball Z, motherfucker goes in this little vessel yep. and just meditates, does a bunch of push-ups, and then comes back. Right. Mormons fucking goes on missions. Jews, they go to Jerusalem. Like, everybody has a journey where they got to be by themselves. Right. Uh, Alex Hormozzi was just saying this on his I love podcast the with the podcast with Chris. Okay. Um, he's basically like, there's a time where you... I saw last night. Right, where you don't line up. Where you're, you, you don't necessarily line up with your existing friends but you're not in a position where you can line up with new friends. So you're like developing yourself in this alone space. Dude, I'm going to tell you something right now. Beginning of this year. So what happened was that uh, New Year's, I decided that New Year's I would be sober. I partied till like 1 p.m. Drugs, mushrooms, molly, cocaine, everything you can fucking imagine all the way till 2 p.m. the next day. But this was my plan. This was my, I already wrote this out in October. Everything was written down to the T. And I got up, I looked at everybody and all the girls and everyone, and I'm like, guys, you're not going to see me for a while. Have a good day. And like, no, 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 please don't go. I'm like, don't hate me. You will not see me for a long time. This was my plan. I love you all. Goodbye. Take an Uber. Go home, sleep. I disappeared for January, February, March, April, May of this year. Completely disappeared. You would not see me out. You could not get me out. All I was doing was my non-negotiables, growing my businesses, and growing my online platform. That's all mm. I would do. Nothing. Nothing. And then I flew one time to see my daughter, but I already told my daughter in advance, daddy needs to take care of himself. Best thing I've ever done. So my birthday, it was in May. It was the first time I came out. Not came out like homosexual-wise. Like it just, just fucking came out of this cocoon. Mm. And it was hard, dude. Mm. It was hard. Like, I'm a popular guy over here. Like, I know everyone all by myself. And I just spread out the word that I'm having a party for my birthday. <laughs> I thought that nobody would come. I'm like, dude, everybody hates me for sure. 
you know, uh, everybody came. And that was the coolest part. The entire city came to the penthouse and was like, wolf pack this, wolf pack that, and we're proud of you. So uh, the point I'm getting to is, one, I think every man or woman at one point should disappear. It is so powerful to, like, reconnect with yourself without the influence of others. Mm-hmm. It's fucking magical. It's almost like you go back inside the womb and you come out. And then number two, even if you think you're hurting feelings, the only thing you're going to lose are bad friends. Mm. The true ones, they'll be there. And whether you like it or not, you can inspire people. And I think that's everybody's duty. Mm. You think it's everybody's duty to inspire somebody? Yeah, because whether you like it or not, someone's looking up to you. Mm. Somebody. Could, Could be the janitor downstairs. He sees you every day and he's like, fuck, man, I wish I was that guy going to Microsoft and a nine to five. I'm a fucking janitor. You have somebody that looks up to you. Mm. You got you got to make them. Yeah, you got to inspire them. Mm. You got to show up every day for your people, whoever that may be. I think even even if that wasn't, even if for some reason that wasn't true, just the belief that it's true would lead you to live in a like at a higher standard, uh, right? So like, I think so. Uh, I grew up. And um, my parents had, my my parents were born into a church, so so was I. Same, right? Um, what and Christian, Catholic, what's Christian, up? Christian. Okay, uh, I grew up Jewish. Okay, um, so my I remember very specifically one sermon, and it he was like, even if none of this like is actually true. I'd rather live my life like it was true because of the type of person that in this case, Jesus was right. And deep, right. Like, so he's like the type of person that he's been portrayed as in this book, the Bible, sorry. Uh, he, he's like, that is somebody to like, that's a standard to live up to. That's a, that, that was setting his standard. Right. And so I think that really stuck with me because it wasn't like, Oh, I'm going to go to hell if I don't do this. Or I'm like, so it wasn't like, it wasn't pressure via like punishment. It was pressure via aspiration. That's deep. Right. That's beautiful. Yeah. I think that was like, yeah, that was probably like the one, one, like if I were to think back, I'm like, oh, all this, that would be probably the one where I was like, okay. Are you still religious? Uh, I would not say that I'm, I'm a religious person. I'm, I would. You go to church. I don't, okay. but um, I would say that I would, I'm, I'm open to the idea, okay, right, that, you know, something bigger than us might exist. So spiritual. Yeah. Okay. Would you want your, your, your son to go to church and, like, be registered? I don't know what the word is. Uh, attend a like church. baptized or something. That's the word. Baptized. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. What about you? Oh hell no, <laughs> no, it's yeah. not not. Per, that's personally for me. Yeah. Fortunately, unfortunately, both my baby mamas they are religious. Gotcha. So they do practice Judaism very well, mm. which is funny because there's always a conversation when you go to daddy's house. <laughs> we don't follow none of this. Mm. You gotta listen to yourself, not this book. Mm. Um, I think I think there's a, I think there's a lot of um, great. Uh, thinkers from 
you know, various biblical backgrounds. Dude, and, I'll read everything, bro. Right. So, um, and I, I'm open to those. I'm open to the thoughts. I'm open to the the philosophy. Right. And right. so, like, and especially as it pertains to you know being of of high character. Right. Um, and I think that like high character really means what you do when nobody's around. Dude, I say that shit all the time. And you know what? I'll even say I'll even say that uh, you're what you do. You snitch on yourself. That's what I was looking at. Like, I don't care, like, how well you're dressed, how, what type of cologne you wear, muscles, veins popping out. If you did some fucked up shit while no one's looking, you're fucking jacking off the porn, you're cheating on your wife, your energy, your frequency is different. The universe is built perfectly. You will snitch on yourself. People feel like, hmm, something's a little off. Okay. You know? So when you when you... When you say frequencies, like, are you like on the on a like a quantum level where like yeah. emitting a frequency that yeah. you feel like people can pick up on it? Dude, definitely. Okay. How do you how do you feel after a workout, like a good workout? I feel good. And you come home, your wife she she feels like the man's in the house. You radiate energy. Do you think that? Do you think that? Ev- like, so, uh, so I guess, like, do you think your thoughts would? ultimately affect that do you think that you know where does that where's the limits there all is, is there is there any limit dude i think everything man mm. i do believe though the fastest way to change your thoughts and your frequency is exercise mm. literally in the middle of the day you'll see me <laughs> in my office if like a customer pissed me off i will literally say man let me call you right back i'll drop down and do fucking 100 burpees because mm. because that is i don't care how many times in the mirror i can say hey I'm the man, I'm the man, I'm happy, I'm happy. I'm pissed. Yeah. You're trying to fuck me for 10 grand. <laughs> fuck you, you know? But if I do like, I drop and I do a bunch of burpees, it's going to suck, then I'm going to feel good, then boom, I, you know what? All right. How you doing, man? Mm. I'm in a better mood now. Right. Let's come, you know, right? It's just frequency, yeah, everything can help you radiate and the fastest way to jump up, the hack is exercise. Right. Yeah, that's uh, uh, one, of, one of my mentors, one of his first things is like, you know, what's his name? Uh, Steve Krebs. Okay. Uh, it's uh, change your physiology. So like, yeah, like yep. get moving, but like also like change your environment. So like, Ooh. I mean, he's like, if you're heat, like let's say I'm in this room, okay, right, and like let's say I got pissed off in this room or I don't feel inspired in this room, you move. I move out of this room. That's fucking cool. Right. You go somewhere else. You go outside. You get inspiration. You then move back. You know what? I actually do that with customers. I didn't even realize. Mm. So uh, one of my businesses is home remodels. Right. So they'll call me for an appointment. We'll uh, remodel the kitchen. I'll spend one hour. We'll get to the kitchen table. We'll present. Sometimes we don't close. Mm. So I say, guys, let me show you something in the kitchen one more time. And now I realize that's what it is. I change the environment. We go back to thinking about the beautiful kitchen. And then I ask them to show me outside. Then we go outside. Physiology environment's different. Then I go back to the closing table, and then I close. Mm. So I guess I'm doing that. Right. But now I'm going to this, – this is cool. I'm going to start using that for the daily. Mm. That's awesome, man. Yeah. That's a good yeah. – I mean, hey, it's Steve's, not mine. Well, so now, now it's yours, man. Probably got it from somebody else, too. Yep. That's how it all goes, each one to each one. Yep. What do you think um, – do you have, like, a story, uh, like a client story that sticks out the most to you? <laughs> Off the top, I got two. I got two. I got my boy. I don't know if I, if I want to say the name. Okay, let's use Frank. 
Okay. All right, just in case you don't like it. Yeah, yeah. You know, I got my boy Frank. Frank makes one, two million dollars a year, somewhere in between. Total fucking G. And he hits me up. He basically tells me, listen, I got everything money-wise. I'm fucking up as, as socially. Mm. Dog. We literally changed him 180. New haircut. Made him shave his hair. Fucking. Had his assistant throw out all his clothes. We got him up at 4 a.m. every day. Work out like a motherfucker. Today he drives a G-Wagon. He knows all. We, our goal actually was to make him a celebrity in his city. I'm like, within the next 90 days, we're going to make you a celebrity. He goes, dude, that'd be great. I'm like, cool, let's go. And we planned out, and he went from being a rich nerd to a badass, like, alpha motherfucker surrounded by females. And his confidence is up, and he's high. And, dude, I'm talking about, think of, like, the nerdiest mother. Think of, like, Superman. Clark Kent turned into Superman. That's literally what happened. Mm. That was insane. Mm. And then there's one kid... Latino, super cool kid, barely speaks English, legal in the U.S., but fucking terrible English, but the man's got balls, and he opened up this little company, he's like, Isaac, the reason I want to join the Wolfpack is to make money, and I'm like, cool, I'm going to teach you how to make money, I'm going to get you ripped, and he told me he's in a relationship, I'm like, you make me one promise, you got a good girl with you, as we grow, you get her involved, I don't want you to fucking start becoming a pussy chaser now that you got all this clout and money. He's like, deal. I'm like, you make her your queen, I'll teach you how to do the rest. He goes, done. Dog, little kid, fucking 20 years old, making 20 grand now? A month? He's ripped. We got him off the weed. He's killing it. And now his chick's wearing a little bit of Louis here and there, you know? Dude, that makes me so happy, man. So. How did he feel? Oh, man, he posts my shit all the time, man. Mm. He's like, I can't fucking believe it. I'm like, well, let's keep going. What do you think? What do you think makes most people like what would ultimately be satisfied would you say that you're in some ways like happy or satisfied Ooh, <laughs> somewhere in the middle okay i'm I'm a very grateful individual because mm-hmm. there's a lot of t- the moment i moved out of my parents house she got really interesting like i went to jail i got fucking mixed around with bad people there's times i didn't have food to eat brother like, there's times where, like, I'll order a DoorDash. I'm getting fucking emotional talking about this. There's times I'll order a fucking Instacart, and I'll cry. Like, I'll see all the groceries in my, in my fucking top-tier fucking condo, and I'll cry, bro. Because I have food. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, grateful as shit. Like, I was blessed by God, like, beyond measure. There are times where you did not have food. Yeah, dude, Absolutely. A hundred percent. There's times where, like, I would drink ketchup because, like, well, I just didn't have food, you know? And my brother would ask me, hey, how's everything? How come your fridge is empty? I'm like, dude, I just just forgot, you know? Mm. (laughs) It was up. Or, like, he'd see really old pasta. Like, you don't want to throw that? I'm like, no, just keep that. Keep that right there. (laughs) There's some parts in there that are good, (laughs) you know? No. Yeah, dog. Uh, could you not ask for help in that moment? I could, but it'd fuck up my story. Mm. I literally always had in mind my story. I'm like, mm. do I want to be remembered as the man that asked for help or the man that conquered? Mm. Don't ask me where I got that. Men- I know where I got that mentality. I didn't like my dad at all. So I found my dad in the story of John D. Rockefeller. 
Don't ask me how I got that book, okay. but I got yeah. really linked in his autobiography. Right. And he said he has one line in that book that says something that you should never uh, shy away from pain because pain is what makes a man. I'm chopping it up completely, but that was the idea. Yeah, yeah. And I was, as I was going through these trials and tribulations, I'm like, I can either become a man or I can ask for help. And I said, fuck that. I'll suffer. <laughs> I won't eat. Mm. I'll have tireless nights. I'll work five jobs. But I'm a win. Do you ask for help now? Mm. Strategically. Okay. When it makes sense, you know. And it's always, I never ask for help with an empty hand. You know, law of power always uh, come with people's interest. Mm. So if I'm going to ask you for help, it's gonna I, I'm going to have something to give you back. Like immediately? Immediately or soon, you know? Okay. You know, hey, brother, uh, pff, I don't know. I need 100 grand, like 100 grand, and I'll give you a few percentages of this deal I'm going to fucking chop up. Something. You know, I need you to put me on in connection with this partnership, and I know that you want training because you're fucking 50 pounds overweight. I'll chop that up for you in four months. Mm. Like, always a trade. Okay. Never free. Okay. You just not believe in... There is no free lunch. Okay. That's another law of power. about friendship? Mm. But if friendship is always an exchange of value. Have you ever looked up the word friendship? I can't say that I, by definition, have looked up friendship. So I look up words a lot. Okay. Right? So friends is usually three elements. Someone that's not an enemy. Someone that supports... And someone that's of uh, same value. So if I can't be a good friend if I'm not giving you back value and supporting you, right? So if I ask how you, do you how do you determine value? Depends on the relationship, right? Mm -hmm. If you're my marketer, your value is getting me more eyes. But if you're a friend, loyalty. Mm -hmm. So there's value there. There's value. Okay. So then there's an exchange. He knows that at any time he can call me for something. Right. That's a change. Right. So I, I guess I guess in my I guess I guess in what I'm trying to get to is I I understand this the story, but I also have a hard time with I can either be a man or I can do this on my own. Like it was like it was like I can't ask for help because that would make me not a man. And now it's, I can ask for help, but only if I feel like I've earned that help, like, or like I can provide value in exchange for that help. I guess I'm in a different position. Okay. Whereas before I was broke as shit. You didn't have anything to offer. Nothing. Mm. Nothing. That's why my first marriage fucking broke down. I was working 20 hours a day. I'd come home, kiss my wife, take a shower, fucking pray to God inside the shower how fucked up things were, mm. give her a kiss, tell her everything's okay, and go back to work. Yeah. I had nothing to give. Yeah. Just sweat. Today I have something to give. Mm. So everything can be tactical or I can be an exchange of value. Why be stingy? Right. Do you, um, do you ever, but do you ever give for the sake of giving? Mm, yeah, sure. All the time. Yeah, you give things away for yeah, free, yeah? all the time. Okay. Absolutely. If somebody were to do that, I'd say no. <laughs> I don't okay, take a free yeah. lunch, ever. Okay. But you can give a free lunch. I can give a free lunch. But you can't take it. Nope. Okay. All right. I'm happy to give. I just, <laughs> I, I love to give, dog. Okay. I really do. Yeah. I give all the time. Yeah. But accepting, I just, mm, I don't love it. Mm. Unless we're really fucking boys and it's, yeah, sure. Okay. 
But even if we're boys, we have an exchange of value. Loyalty. Anything. It's not just loyalty because that's not enough. You can be a fucking shitty friend that does a bunch of drugs and you're loyal to me. I don't need you to be my friend. Right. You're dragging me down. Right. Right. So somebody who believes in you, who supports in you, uh, or who supports you. We're aligned. Right. Not an enemy of the cause. They 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 talk you up. Right, yeah, and if they want to talk me down, it's for a good, co- it's for a good idea, mm. like, uh, like constructive, criticism. like constructive criticism. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I check my friends all the time. Yeah, like, dude, you're fucking up, and they'll call me. <laughs> Why are you slacking? I feel like sometimes, and I mean, like, obvi- like, obviously, some of this probably bleeds into coaching too, because how you do something is how you do everything, right? right. Um, I feel like sometimes, um. I I can't say I know how a lot of young women interact amongst each other because I've never hung out with, you know, I had a, I had a sister growing up, but like, it wasn't like I saw how she behaved with her friends or anything like that. But young men, I see a lot. Um, when they get into groups, it's a lot of, um, a lot of them will end up just kind of like, if they have maybe underlying security, just poking at each other mm. or girls or, definitely or, do that are constantly debating or constantly and it's there's not really a whole lot of like lifting and i know there are special circles where that does happen but i don't think i often see it in younger circles it's kind of like a almost like we're against proving yeah proving grounds He's like, got the bigger dick yeah, yeah so it's like it's less about like hey how can we support each other hey how can we all do this together and i do see like some groups are like that but like just some of the ones that i observe it's a lot of this like kind of nitpicking each other and it's kind of like um or if you if, or if you are if you're like maybe getting and when i was younger like basically everybody i knew it was like you'd kind of start like it's like uh just a little joke and then like we're all roasting each other all of a sudden right was, like <laughs> growing up at a lot of haitian friends like, that's definitely the culture. Yeah. We just roast each other. At, right. And I couldn't afford a, uh, Air Force Ones. I'd have shacks. Have you had shacks? Yeah. Yeah. So I'd get roasted all the time. Mm. <laughs> Today, though, I, I really choose really wisely who I hang out with. Mm. You'll see me up. I'm always shaking hands. What's up? You know, I like, I like a little vibe. Yeah. But who I sit with, who I talk to, I got a circle like this big. Mm. And we're, always, we're all supporting each other. How do you... How did you meet those people? Day in, day out, you know. Mm. Sometimes, like, I just paid 10 grand to sit two days, not including airfare, not including hotel, nothing. Just admission mm-hmm. to be at a mastermind in San Diego. 10 grand, two days. Just to sit with high-value individuals. Now they're my boys. One of them's the biggest this in Spain. One of them is the CEO of Oreo Cookies. And we just sat for three days, two days, just shooting the shit. Sometimes you have to pay, and it's worth it. Sometimes it's literally one of the first things I do in the wolf pack is audit your friendships. Mm. I make them take out their phone. Who's the last 10 people you talk to? Are they telling you, let's go work out, or let's go hit the bar? Mm-hmm. Are they telling you, you're the man, or you're being a little bitch? What would you say to somebody who doesn't have like a list of people that they're, they're messaging back and forth with? You definitely have friends, though. Does everybody? Well, if they don't fucking start finding some, and then that that. But the, in that case, it's like so. Let's say we found somebody who was in the same, maybe not exactly the same position as you, but let's say they're not drinking ketchup, but maybe they're not in a good spot. Right. So they're not in a position to put 
you know, ten grand. Ten, they can't. They can't pay to play right now. Right, but but can, but they can. Okay. What about charities? See, wealthy people love charity events. Mm. So if even if they can't afford a table, what they can do is uh, say, "Hey, I want to help serve." Now they're around the players. Mm. They can go to the finest restaurant, order a, a lemonade, and just sit at the bar. Now they're hanging around good people. Someone's going to meet them. They can go to the best Ritz-Carlton in the city, order a water, and just chill by the pool. That's free. Do you, uh, do you, uh, do you know who Jerry Weintraub is? Oh, yeah. He wrote that book. Uh, when, when, I stop, I was, when I Stop Talking, You'll Know I'm Dead. What a powerful book, dog. Dude. So I, I read that. Uh, I've been reading it. and uh, What a good book. It's just kind of crazy, man, because like, like you're talking about, oh, you know, volunteer here, blah, blah, blah. The dude, like, would legit lie to get a job yeah, and, like, say he had skills he didn't have. Yeah. And it put him in a position where he kind of showed that he had these other skills, which is, like, he's good at Pete with people and schmoozing. Right. And they're like, actually, that's what it takes to be this sort of agent. So, like, <laughs> right. let's promote you. Right. So, instead of firing them, they promoted him. Right. Insane. And then, oh, uh... Fast forward, I can't remember what the company he's working for, but he's his girlfriend works for the same company but across, across the country. Okay. And he's on the phone with her for hours, tying up the line, and they're, like, apparently fighting, right? And the CEO of the company calls the operator to get connected across the country, and they're like, sorry, the line's busy. This guy's holding it up. And so <laughs> the CEO is listening in on the conversation, and then he – uh he gets off the phone. He goes to work early in the morning. He gets there before everybody, but on East Coast time. He gets a call as soon as he arrives from the CEO on West Coast time. He's, like, doing the math, and he's like, this guy's up. It's, like, 4 in the morning. And he's like, he's like, are you Jerry? He's like, yeah. And he's like, "You, uh, that's how you talk to your girlfriend or something like that. He's like, you're listening. <laughs> he's, like, he was completely honest when he got called out, and then he ends up being friends with the CEO. And then, it is. yeah, it was crazy. By the way, two two quick things, right? He woke up at four a.m. Right. For everybody that's fucking waking <laughs> up at six or seven, y- y'all tripping. Yeah. Um. I get. I like so. A lot of like, I know a lot of people. They depending on their work schedule, like when they get off or uh whatever. Um. Right, sometimes they, they hear when they hear when I wake up and they're like, oh. When do you wake up? Oftentimes three thirty. Dude, that's when my, Wes he wakes up at two forty-five, three a.m. Dude. Fuck, I got to step it up. <laughs> yeah, so a lot of times it's I'm like... do 3.30 now. It's literally just, uh, it's literally just, okay, I have these things that I want to get done. There's so much to these get are done. The best, these are the best times for me to do them. So like uh, like a half hour cardio before then I like sit down to meditate to then like I have like classes that start sometimes at five or I'm listening to, um, I... I'm retaking Ty's like 67, Ty Lopez's 67 steps. I took that too. That was yeah. amazing. So the first time I did it was like, I was probably 23 years old. So Me too. Yeah. <laughs> right. So, uh, dude, that was his, that was his target audience. It was That's like right. 23 year old or That's some, right. some in there. Dude, right? that was so, that, that had a massive impact on me. Dude, it, uh, honestly, I don't think I saw it then, but like, I was literally, I was literally working at, um, I believe I was working security. Okay. And I'm going through this program and on my lunch breaks, I'd watch it. So right. it's like, I, I got an hour lunch break. I'm watching it. Cause a lot of times they're a half hour or they're whatever. 
and I'm watching it, and I was it's like, so and then my brain just starts ticking, and it was like at the time I wanted to, I wanted desperately to train people, and um, I had been personal, like I worked at LA Fitness, and then um, I worked at Twenty Four Hour Fitness, and then I worked at the YMCA, like I worked at the YMCA. I had worked at a Gold's gym before, and then I was like, now I'm like, okay, like, how do I make this work? Because I just never was making enough money doing it. It's rough. Um, I, I just don't think, at the time, I, you heard of the Dunning-Kruger effect. I explain this every time I end up talking about early me training. I thought I knew a lot more than I knew. Right. So That's the biggest problem people have. Yeah. So that's, I think that's what was holding me back early. And it's just like, I'm so stubborn that it just took me years to find that out because I'm like, man, I'm a shit. What's wrong with all these people like falling <laughs> off or doing whatever. It's just, I didn't have the understanding of what it takes to be the best coach for them right. and actually really get those people results or keep them from, you know, um, like letting things outside the gym, take them out. Um, Cause like how many people like, they're like they're training, they're doing certain things, and then they start to oh like I've been going on hikes more, I've been playing more soccer or whatever, and now knee pain's taking them out of the gym. They got to go see PT, right? And so they watch a YouTube video. And now they're doing these crazy things at the gym. And so now, like on my end, from where I sit as a coach, I can literally triage those issues where I couldn't before. Cool. Right? So now it's like, that's not going to hold us back. We're just actually, in fact, we're going to use this to really help because there was clearly something underlying there. Hmm. We just need to move this in this direction. And so I don't get misdirected with those things. And so unless it's like legitimately an issue that's like we actually need a PT to solve, then we'll get PT. But not everything that happens in the gym needs to be handled by a physical therapist. That's deep. Yeah. That tells me that you know a lot about your, your craft. It is an uh, it is it is my obsession. <laughs> I feel it. Yeah. I feel it. Yeah. Um, as with you and and what you do, it's like you're like you're meditating on this perfect deal, this perfect clothes. Right. This there's um, there's a process that went into developing that. What would you say were? I, I can't imagine it was one thing that you studied that really like helped everything like push or move to a new level right what do you think were like some foundational things there first of all kind of like you always reading mm. always taking classes like this innate always need to grab more information because because that, that leads to questions and those questions leads to ideas and that leads to actions automatically you start looking at the world through different lenses mm. so like for example the the thinking and the meditation was like it was like Steve Jobs' book that lead to one book that he always read, which was uh, Zen Mind, Beginner's Mind, mm. which led to <laughs> cyber, cyber, uh, cybernetics, which led to, what's the golfer's name? Uh, Tiger Woods. He imagines a perfect pitch every time. He actually visualizes it. Mm. And I'm like, cool, I'm, I can do that for a deal. Mm. Right? Yeah. I mean, it's crazy. Is that one, how you started that? Yeah. Okay. And then I, I got into like quantum physics. And Did you have to learn sales when you were working with Cardone? Yeah, man. He, he's the one that really got me into sales. Okay. I, I actually worked. Like, does he have like a process for sales? Yeah. Okay. It's seven steps, attitude. Uh, What is it? It's, bah, I'm losing it yeah, right here. Yeah. But yeah, he's got been, seven been steps. Been a little bit. Do you have your own 
like more or less, okay. more or less. But it's, it's uh, not like structured. Not structured. I feel like you got to be really fluid today. Mm. I feel like the sales of like ten years ago is very different from today. Mm. Today, people are a lot smarter. They're a lot more chill. It's okay to be completely tatted. You know, it's more fluid. Mm. Before you can take them down a perfect sales structure and like fuck them, boom, hit them. No, it's like you got to be personable. The more real you are, the better. Mm. You still have to close. Right. You still have to get them to sign. You still have to get the credit card number. But the interaction needs to be a lot more fluid. Mm. I do believe that in all sales process, you got to talk company, yourself, mm. and the product. Do you ever think that your what what your company is offering this person like this has ever come up for you that we actually might not be the right fit for this person? Yeah, definitely. And like I'm very conservative, right? Right. If a guy that's like but super you liberal, he he won't he won't fit in. But you won't necessarily try to sell to that person. No, that's something, dude. You're not a right fit. I got a guy that he was fucking talking to me nonstop about my anxiety, this, and my psychologist said that, and this, and that. I'm like, dude, you're being such a fucking pussy. Shut the fuck up. Mm. I'm like, that might all be valid, but like, and, and by the way, I, I've been to psychotherapists, like I believe in it, but I'm like, dude, this ain't for you, bro. Because what, 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 you don't want my money? I'm like, dude, first of all, I don't need your fucking money. <laughs> Let's start like that. And then number two, no, man. I will fucking crush you. You're too soft. Mm. Like, some people take it the other way. I had a client that's a girl that said, the reason I'm overweight is my uh, my doctor said I'm too stressed. I'm like, I'm not going to argue with your doctor because I'm sure that's a lawsuit for me. But you're being a little bitch. And that mentality and cushion is probably why you're fucking 30 pounds overweight. So just get to work and hit your macros. Dude, she's down like 20 pounds now. Mm. It's amazing what happens when you take away the fluff. Mm. And you just start executing. You know, no participation trophies. I'm trying to think of, so I tend to, I don't know, maybe this is a negative personality, like personality trait of mine, but I love playing devil's advocate. And the only reason, <laughs> you're an asshole, let me, let me hear this. I, the only reason I do though, and I feel this is true, is because I feel like you, we require polarizing viewpoints to find the truth. Okay. Right. Because sure. I think the truth is here. Okay. Right. Because there are certain things that we must agree on. Right. But if one person sits here, and this is my truth, and one person sits here, and this is your truth, or maybe let's even say we both sit here. Okay. I'm, I, in order to find the truth, I have to f see an example of maybe a time where it was not true. Unless it is true, unless it is the truth. Okay. Right? If I can't come up with an opposite, then it must be, and maybe it must be true. But I feel like I always have to be like, okay. What about this? And so that I can find this. For example, give me an example. So, like, let's say that you're like, um, everybody needs to, um, let's, like, the five, like, when we started, like, these are my five laws. They're non-negotiable. Blah. Okay. Let's pick one. Everybody needs to be sober. Right. So, <laughs> it, it, like, maybe it must be true. But, um, man. I can't, the advantages of not being sober are some, some people would be like, I'm more social or I'm more, uh, like I can't let, I can't let loose. It allows me to let loose or whatever. I can be a hoe without even, you know, whatever, easily. whatever. So, and, and whatever lifestyle comes with that, 
Dude, this is me We're really. So I'm, really I'm, I'm really trying. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I'm really trying. Here. Whereas you're just gonna be like, no, fuck that guy. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm listening. Yeah. I, but I, I'm really like, uh, like I want to sit. I guess also I want to sit like this. Um, in order to get somebody to where they want to go, they can't feel like they're in opposition to you because then they can't trust you, right? So check this out. I hear what you're saying. We a a, a real leader. This is what I this is what I believe. This is okay. this is where. I'm going to sit here and you can sit where, where you want to sit. I really feel a real leader is arm around, yeah. sitting with this person, pointing at the horizon. Okay. Right? This is where we're going. I see it with you. I see from where you're from. And here's the thing is this person cannot be where you want them to be right now. But if that's the direction, right? Like, okay, let me see how you see the world right now. Okay. You, you're looking over there. Where I want you to look, I'm going to guide your vision is over here on the horizon. Right. Right. That's where I feel a real leader needs to sit. I agree. I agree. I also feel. <laughs> <laughs> Look, in sales and in business, I agree. Okay. This is what I do with clients. When they tell me it's too expensive. Totally. I can see where you're coming from. Lots and I, and of clients have thought the same thing. Yeah. No, but I right? do. Yeah. But I do. Like, yeah. I get it. Your 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 parents. You have three kids. One of them's going to college. Right. You got to drop seventy grand right now. Like, yep. oof, fuck. Where your priorities currently lie. Yeah, like I get it. Yeah, like dude, I've had to drop money on my real estate, and it's like it's annoying. Yeah, I get it. But you still want the new kitchen. Fine. <laughs> no, like I'm with it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I get it because I've been there. My coaching style though is completely different. Mm. It, it's I'm like I'm like I'm gonna do this coaching, and this program with ultimate truths. I don't give a fuck what okay. your truth is. I don't. Because I've been there. Like, nobody can tell me, oh, man, you've never been broke. I've been broke. You don't know what it is to be not college. Yes, I do. Mm. You don't know about drugs. Dude, I've done more coke than Scarface. Yeah. Shut up. Yeah. Well, I have sex addiction. <laughs> don't start with me. Yeah. I've been there. I, the way that I built it is no sales. I don't pitch people on the phone to join my program. Yeah. I, I tell them what it, what it is. Boom, here's the link. You want, to see, you want it? You don't. Bye. Yeah. And then when you tell me, dude, I, it's hard, just shut the fuck up and do it. Yeah. Because I've been there. Like, I'm like, I'm not going to sell a damn thing in this program. I'm yeah. not here to sell. I'm going to tell you exactly the truth from the bottom of my heart. Dude, you should not be drinking all fucking weekend, especially if you don't have six figures in your bank account, especially if your wife and you are out of shape, especially if you have a kid that has parents that, 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 that they can't look up to you. Mm -hmm. You have no reason... Dude, hit your macros. Yeah. You're fat. What yeah. type of example are you doing for little Johnny? I don't need to tell you, hey, man, I feel you, man. Those those hamburgers are good. I don't think you I, I don't think it's necessarily um I don't think necessarily you have to agree, um, but that you can empathize. If that makes sense. Like, um, so if people come in my program, I'll tell you what, they come because they don't they're sick of empathy. sure. This world uh, is filled with empathy, homie. Dude. I th I think there's a reason that people won't tell you they fucked up. And that's because they don't trust you with that emotion. And that's that okay. I'd rather. I swear to God, bro. I'd rather. I want to know they're fucking up and how to get them on track. So mine are honest. Yeah. Like most most of the people if in the world. Saying, if they are saying they're fucking up and they tell you they're fucking up yeah. and they, they're okay with being roasted by about it. 
I and and the thing is, is I'm not saying I don't roast people. It's not roast. It's like it's like <laughs> it's like I'm like, hey, bro, that's an L. Let's yeah. get back to work. Yeah, yeah. And so, it, as long as it feels like I'm ultimately being supported, that's what it feels like. Right. So like, as long as that's there, I'd say I'm aligned. But I I feel like you're more likely to get like, dude, the the we could be down to two soldiers. I'm still gonna fight with you. Comes from real connection. Right. That comes from like really being right there with them. And I don't think, I don't think that that means coddling them. I don't think that that means saying like, you know what? It's perfectly like what I'm saying is, let's say you love cheeseburgers. Right. Right. That is a totally normal thing to feel. Right. Right. And me rejecting that that exists is like, I don't know. It's not rejecting that it, that it, that it exists. It's like, homie, you're 30 pounds overweight. Homie, you're broke. Right. Homie, you haven't had a girlfriend since the fifth grade. When are you going to get sick and tired of being sick and tired? I, and I get that too. And so I would say, and, and I would say to that, I'm not saying don't get, don't ultimately coach that person. But yeah. I think that, I think that, again, hand on shoulder, looking into the horizon, it still works. I'm it not does. saying it I'm does. Not, yeah. I'm not saying, watch this. I'm not saying it doesn't. 100%. 100%. There's many ways to skin a cat. I think the crowd that I bring in, specifically in the wolf pack, are that's the culture. Are people that's what they want? Yeah, they want what I want, right? Which is no bullshit, right? Because they've been cuddled, cuddled, and loved their entire life. Mommy told them they were beautiful their entire life. Government told them it's okay. Here's a free check, and uh, and mm. so on and so forth. Yeah, they're sick of it. Yeah, they're like, dude. <laughs> Government told me I've been fine my whole life. I'm overweight. I'm broke. My husband cheated on me, and I have nothing to show for it except maybe some social security, which will run out after the first year of me being retired. Yeah. They're pissed. Yeah, I think so. I think like uh, for a lot of things, I'm like I'm very much like I rely on me. Right. I don't necessarily need somebody to, you know, tell like i don't necessarily well, we do somebody. we both have coaches right i don't necessarily need somebody to tell me like oh it's okay like this is this um however like it's like i know that i can have a conversation with my mentor and him be like he'll he'll be like dude like get your head out like he'll 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 prompt me with questions right inst- instead of like fucking clubbing me but after i basically revealed that i'm being a dipshit he'll club me good so, so like I'm, I'm i think i'm similar so like I ain't clubbing. We're gonna ask a couple questions, and then I'm gonna be like, "Dude, you're fucking up." Yeah, it was like so. It was like, "Oh well, why why isn't this thing going the way that you want?" And I was like, "Man, I I took my foot off the gas." And he's like, "Exactly." Yeah, it's like okay. he's like he knew, but he wasn't about to be like, "Stop being a dipshit. Work hard." Like, it depends. You yeah. got to use that card wisely. Yeah, and I I think that how you use I think how you use that card will either gain or break trust. Yep, that's fair. Yeah. Um, but I want them to have results. That's literally the ultimate fucking thing. I haven't yeah. had one person Yeah, but you're, yet. Yeah, you also have, like, so I think you're also screening for somebody who's going to be strong enough to do that. Yep. Where I want, so I, I want the same thing. Right. Right. I don't think everybody's strong. I don't think the people. <laughs> I only want strong people. Right, yeah, yes. I, I do think, I do think that people who maybe aren't as strong. I'm not their can, guy. Can be made stronger. I do think that I'm still not their guy. <laughs> fair, fair. <laughs> For me, it's not about yeah. being like the toughest guy yeah. or the toughest chick. 
I, I need people that are just ready to fight yeah. for their right to party. No. <laughs> <laughs> just, Never. you know, I, yeah, I, yeah. I don't need them physically strong or, yeah. but that's it. They had enough. That's it. I want results now. Yeah. Good. Let's get to work. Now give me the, give me the, the yeah. broken down, the layman, the, you know, lay down the road we on. And that's why people they actually come in. They don't fail. They don't fail. Yeah. They don't because then they have the support of others and then they call each other now yeah. and now they're doing like accountability with each other and they're yeah. setting up their own little private groups outside of the wolf pack. Yeah. It's cool, man. Yeah. It's cool. Yeah. I like I definitely could see how it definitely is a culture that would would drive people to do what they need to do Dude, they all to do. get the re- result that they don't. Want. They get more money. They get more fit. They get happier, dude. Motherfuckers yeah. get sober. You know how yeah. cool that is? Yeah. I, I'm i like, there's like, yeah, it's so it's it's so interesting to um, hear your perspective on these things because not that they're totally, not that we don't see eye to eye on them. We just see them differently. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's just at a different vantage. Yeah, I think we're all, and I think we're ultimately both. We're at two different cliffs pointing in the same direction. Agreed. Yeah, I agree, dude. I love it. Hell yeah, man. Yeah, this has been awesome, dude. Deep. Yeah, you're really good at this. (laughs) (laughs) You're really good at this, man. It was because you were here, my brother. Yeah, I appreciate having you on. Um, What's the uh, What's the best places for people to find you, learn more about you, for those that want to learn more? Oh, uh, Instagram always Mm. at Isaac B Global. Or YouTube, Isaac B. Global. Perfect. And I'll put those in the show notes. My man. Um, if you enjoyed this episode, be sure to like it, share it, uh, you know, tell your friends about it. Mm-hmm. And uh, we appreciate you guys listening, taking the time, this uh, whole hour and 10 minutes. And uh, we'll catch you guys on the next one.